0: I'm Katie Hirschberger, and this is Publisher's Lunch Deluxe for Monday, January 9th. Our top story today is manuscript thief Bernardini pleads guilty to one count of wire fraud. A year after he was arrested and charged with wire fraud and aggravated identity theft related to a years-long manuscript phishing scam, Filippo Bernardini pleaded guilty in federal court to one count of wire fraud. As part of his plea, he agreed to pay restitution of $88,000. Bernardini will be sentenced by District Judge Colleen McMahon on April 5th. The charge carries a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison, but his lawyer, public defender Hannah McCrae, said he will likely face a sentence of 15 to 21 months' imprisonment under recommended sentencing guidelines in an agreement with the government. He also faces a fine of between $7,500 and $75,000. Bernardini said in court, quote, I knew my actions were wrong. In announcing the plea, U.S. Attorney Damian Williams said, quote, Filippo Bernardini used his insider knowledge of the publishing industry to create a scheme that stole precious works from authors and menaced the publishing industry. Through impersonation and phishing schemes, Bernardini was able to obtain more than a thousand manuscripts fraudulently. I commend the career prosecutors of this office as well as our law enforcement partners for writing the final chapter to Bernardini's manuscript theft scheme, end quote. In other news, in letter to authors, Peach addresses lower sales, advocacy, and more. In his annual letter to authors and agents sent on Friday, HBG CEO Michael Peach wrapped up 2022 and optimistically addressed the downturn of book sales, HBG's efforts in DEI and fighting book bans, increased marketing efforts, and more. Peach explained that book sales overall are below the high numbers of 2021, quote, but still well above where they were before the pandemic. Bookstore chains and independent bookstores report that they're thriving, and I expect that the habit of reading and listening to books that many people developed during the pandem- pandemic will buoy us all in the years ahead, End quote. He also explains that, quote, the supply chain issues that complicated our work in 2021 and 2022 have relented and we are now largely back to more normal printing schedules, though the increased costs of printing and shipping books stay with us. The company quietly began direct sales of print books to consumers through their website during the year, Peach reports, and they, quote, we'll be developing more ways of selling and promoting our books there, end quote. HBG remains front and center as a plaintiff in the suit against the Internet Archive. Quote, the Internet Archive pretends to be a library, makes illegal digital copies of our authors' print books, and lets people borrow them with no payment to publishers or authors. We'll continue to fight to stop this theft and its intended erosion of copyright. End quote. And both Peach and the company are engaged in fighting book bans. Quote, it was an extraordinarily difficult year for many writers who saw their books banned or removed from school curricula and libraries. Serving on the boards of the AAP, PEN America, and Poets and Writers, I've been deeply involved in those organizations work to prevent book bans and protect free speech, quote. Peach also notes that the company resumed in-office work two days per week, which has been protested by some staff members. Workman staff will move to HBG's offices this year. Quote, I feel strongly that this hybrid approach enhances the collaboration that we've missed during nearly three years of remote work while retaining the flexibility and focus that we learned as possible working from home, he wrote. Today, we also report on the new best of 2022. As noted on Friday, Backlist comprised 70% of all print book sales in 2022, as measured by NPD BookScan. And in line with that, roughly three quarters of BookScan's top 200 books of the year were also published before 2022. They range from the works of Colleen Hoover, who claimed four of the top five slots and sold over 14.3 million copies across multiple titles. Plus social media discoveries, like The Body Keeps the Score, books adapted to film, such as Where the Crawdads Sing, perennial bestsellers such as The Alchemist and Dr. Seuss, and reissues of popular titles such as an illustrated edition of Harry Potter number 5. But what about the year's new titles? The new books that sold the most rarely intersected with critical reception or list makers. Jeanette McCurdy's I'm Glad My Mom Died is the only consensus best of the best to top sales lists, followed by Bonnie Garmus's Lessons in Chemistry, which was boosted by its selection as Barnes & Noble's Book of the Year, and Emily Henry's Book Lovers. Here in order are the 20 best selling frontlist titles published in 2022. Colleen Hoover's It Starts With Us, Colleen Hoover's Reminders of Him, Jeff Kinney's Diaper Overload, Michelle Obama's The Light We Carry, Stephen King's Fairy Tale, Dave Pilkey's Cat Kid Comic Club, On Purpose, Jeanette McCurdy's I'm Glad My Mom Died, Emily Henry's Book Lovers, James Patterson and Dolly Parton's Run, Rose, Run, John Grisham's The Boys from Biloxi, Bonnie Garmus's Lessons in Chemistry, Ina Garten's Go-To Dinners, Nicholas Sparks's Dreamland, Tegan Gerard's Half-Baked Harvest Every Day, Lucy Scores' Things We Never Got Over, Dave Pilkey's Cat Kid Comic Club Collaborations, Carly Fortune's Every Summer After, Matthew Perry's Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing, Shay Earnshaw's Long Live the Pumpkin Queen, and John Grisham's Sparring Partners. In People News at Zando, Haley Wagreich has joined as Director of Original Development, reporting to CEO Molly Stern. She will manage the launch launch of Zando Projects, which will develop original content with the company's publishing partners. Quote. Under the Zando Project's umbrella, Wagreich will engage writers to develop work across genres, including fiction, nonfiction, and paper products, aligned with Zando's partners' brand and mission. The partners will serve as inspiration for these original works, and will collaborate with the Zando team on ideation, as well as powerful promotional efforts to connect these original products with readers," Early states. Wagreich was previously head of content at podcast studio Realm. As Wagreich joins, Andrew Ryan's title changes to Head of Sales and Publishing. In tattered cover news, CEO Kwame Spearman is running for mayor of Denver as, quote, a political outsider that not only brings fresh ideas but real solutions and a willingness to tackle the big problems that the city is facing, end quote. He will compete against a number of well-known politicians and the campaign may reignite grievances against Spearman and tattered cover management aired by employees last year. In the meantime, he suggests the bookstore was near failure. Quote, "When we bought Tattered Cover, the organization was headed towards bankruptcy. The amount of revenue from our stores was not enough to support the entire organization." End quote. And that his team's plans has been to grow their way out of trouble. Quote, "By adding more stores, we're hoping to provide more revenue, which will help us get to a point where we can pay people what they deserve." End quote. Spearman says he would resign from the bookstores if elected and may do so during the campaign. Quote, We have a lot of contingencies in place for the next few months. We're working for our board and our senior leadership team on those things. As soon as they are public, we will let folks know. But as of Monday, I'm still CEO of Tattered Cover. At Tiny Reparations, Lashonda Anakwa has joined as editor. She was previously at Simon & Schuster. At Sourcebooks, Sarah Sisterson has been promoted to art director. At Scholastic, Sabrina Montenegro has been promoted to Marketing Associate, Educational and Library Marketing. And Jody Stigliano has been promoted to Senior Manager, Library and Educational Brand Marketing. At Random House Children's, Emily Harburg has been promoted to Assistant Editor at Labyrinth Road. At Feminist Press, Lauren Rosemary Hook has been promoted to Editorial Director. And at Bloomsbury UK, Ariel Pakir joins today as Editorial Director of Trade Nonfiction. She was senior commissioning editor at Michael Joseph. In an obituary, Russell Banks, 82, died of cancer on January 8th at his home in Saratoga Springs, New York. Banks was the author of 21 books, including Continental Drift and Cloud Slitter, which were finalists for the Pulitzer Prize. The latest bookstore closing announcement is that Barnes & Noble in Paramus, New Jersey will close February 11th after 28 years at that location because, quote, the landlord has chosen not to renew our lease and we will be redeveloping the site, end quote. The store said online, quote, unfortunately, we don't have a location for our new building yet, but we will be back. In new imprints, Mayo Clinic Press has launched launched a children's book imprint, Mayo Clinic Press Kids, quote, which provides engaging mental and physical wellness content for children. Books for pre-K through YA are, quote, created in partnership with physicians and practitioners from the Mayo Clinic Children's Center, end quote, according to a release. Books forthcoming in 2023 include My Life Beyond Depression, Space Care, Medicine and Microgravity, and Period, the quick all-inclusive guide for every uterus. In the UK, the expanded black and white publishing group led by Tim Whiting, adds two veterans. Susanna Abbott joins as publishing director for Lifestyle Nonfiction. She was formerly publishing director at Vermilion. And Sam Humphreys joins as publishing director for Fiction. She was formerly associate publisher at Mantle. On our jobs board, the book group is looking for a literary agent assistant, and Penguin Random House is looking for a designer for Penguin Young Readers, among other listings. That's the news for today.